And on today's episode, we have Jill Mongean. She's a registered dietitian and former tax accountant, run coach, and metabolic specialist. Jill became a dietitian at the age of 48 after helping her husband, a 34-year wide-body international commercial airline pilot with a celiac disease, high blood pressure, and prediabetes. Jill went directly from her internship into private practice. As a former tax accountant, she spent over 10 years behind a desk with no vacations and filing thousands of tax returns with little human contact. Funny that during her didactic program, a professor told her she would never get an internship if she did not have kitchen experience. She has over 15 years of experience working with commercial passenger and cargo airline pilots, helping them improve their health to pass the Federal Aviation Administration Medical Certificate exam. She is passionate about making nutrition easy and fun to reduce the stress pilots are under due to COVID. You can find her on Instagram at pilot.nutritionist. Is there anywhere else that you'd like people to know where they can find you online? Yes, you can also find me on Facebook at Jill Mongine, Registered Dietitian, Pilot.Nutritionist on Facebook also, and my website, True Course Nutrition. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with the listeners. And before we dive into the questions, I'm so intrigued by that comment that your professor made. Can you dive in a little bit into that for us? Yes, it's always so funny. So at 48 years old, I decided to enter a dietitian school and The first thing they said was, it's going to be really hard for you to get an internship. So you're going to need to get some kitchen experience because I can see you've never worked in a kitchen before. So of course at college, you know, I went to college at 48, I'm the oldest person. And I'm like, I'm just going to go work at the dining hall. Holy cow. I was flipping fried chicken and mac and cheese for eight hours a day. I'm an Ironman triathlete. I've, I've run 17 marathons that day eight hours of fried chicken and mac and cheese nearly killed me. Oh, wow. I'm done. done. (laughs) Yeah, the food service is definitely one of the trickier things to have to navigate in this field, that's for sure. So thank you for digging Mm -hmm. into that for us. So I would love the listeners to learn a little bit more about your nutrition philosophy. Yes, my nutrition philosophy is really that all foods fit. I came from a background as a child where things were restricted. So I never want to place that on my clients. And, you know, the pilots that I work with, they're away from home, sometimes 10 days at a time. So I make everything fit. Of course, you know, there are some rules and regulations around alcohol, but gosh, if you want chocolate cake or carrot cake, I'm fitting it in for you. I love your perspective and I love your approach, meeting your clients where they're at, considering how highly stressful their job is and the lack of flexibility, you're meeting them where they're at, which is incredible. Can you talk a little bit about your journey as you started to grow your practice online? Absolutely. So this year has been a transition year for me. Prior to being pilot nutritionist, I was actually a run coach and had my own practice in run nutrition. And I quickly decided, I kind of stepped back for a while and I looked at things. The the main indicator was that two years ago, my husband was sitting on the couch and his retina spontaneously detached. At 55 years old, he had undiagnosed celiac disease for basically 50 years of his life. And his father at age 53 passed away from stage four colon cancer. So thank goodness that I had the dietitian know-how on what to do with the situation. And I quickly was like, oh my gosh, I need to be working with pilots because at least for the last 15 years, I've been able to keep him healthy. So on April 1st, I decided to launch an aviation business 
solo. You know, of course I had no idea that COVID was coming. So think about that, like starting to work with pilots who are not flying, who are on furlough or leave of absence and then everything else that's going on. So that's why I reached out to Libby because I was like, I can't do this on my own. And I thought that my husband was going to be the person that was going to get me all the refills. And he is now disabled. He's lost his eyesight in his right eye. So I'm kind of the perfect person to help everyone because we've been through all of it. What an incredible story for the listeners of not only learning how your personal experience led you down your entrepreneurship journey, but also showing people that it is possible in the midst of a pandemic to still be successful, especially since the very industry that everyone talked about slowly going downhill was aviation, and yet you are able to grow a practice around that field, which is awesome. So can you talk a little bit about what allowed you to really dial in with your husband. Of course, he's your husband and you connected with his messaging, but you probably had other nutrition interests at some point. You'd mentioned the run coach. So what ultimately really convinced you to get really clear and go all in on this ideal client? Absolutely. So I also um, moved to a new neighborhood this year. And as I was walking down the neighborhood, I, I was like, there's a Southwest pilot, there's a FedEx pilot. So that kind of helped me to decide like, I was drawn to do this. This this is like the universe speaking to me. I need to do this. And I was at a Super Bowl party where someone had just lost their Federal Aviation Administration medical certificate and they were desperate. They were like, you've got to help me get back to work. So that's where I started from. I dialed in that message extremely quickly. That individual, I got him back to work in 48 days, 48 days. So I knew, you know, that the other thing that we didn't talk about was that my former life as a tax accountant, I am like rain man with numbers. I can dial in numbers like crazy. So I use that with blood pressure and diabetes and looking at schedules for pilots. You know, that's the beauty of being a pilot's wife as I understand layovers and crash pads and all the acronyms and everything. So once they come in my door, I'm right up to speed with them and dialing it in. I got my husband at home now. So I bounce stories off of him all the time. And he's like, that's going to be a good one. So I've got, you know, I'm living with my ideal client. What more, what more could anyone ask for? Yeah, that's pretty cool when you lay it all out there. And just even the extra tidbit of just noticing that you're running into these people and you're noticing that certificate is a big part of them being able to make a living for their family. Mm -hmm. And why wouldn't you want to be that resource since you literally have had the personal experience living with your husband? So that is a very helpful thing because oftentimes when you're trying to help people, you often don't think about what you're good at already and you are already doing it with your husband. You're like, I could turn this into a business. Exactly. And no one else is doing it. So I'm kind of like the unicorn of dietitians currently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll cross fingers and, and knock on wood. I'm knocking on my head right now. So that's absolutely, absolutely awesome. And once you decided that you were going to hone in on that message and work with Libby and you got more clear, what changed when you decided to merge what you were currently doing with like a guided practice and coaching with Libby? Can you share that process with us? Yeah. So through Libby's coaching um, in a Facebook group, everyone's been so supportive and helping me figure out my message. You know, I've I struggled with that so much because I was like, oh, this will be easy. And it was clearly the hardest thing for me, even though I had my ideal client sitting on the couch 
I really needed a lot of feedback, you know, and it took me about four weeks, but at four weeks now, clients are rolling in like crazy. I mean, I just, I'm almost sitting on the edge of my seat. Like I'm scared as far as how busy I'm going to get, but it's really awesome to see they're getting my messages. They're direct messaging me. They're sending comments about things that I could do better with my posts. Like they're all in with me now. And the trust, because I'm a pilot's wife and I talk about my husband lets me post whatever I want on him. So they understand. And 34 years, you know, 34 years is a long time to be a pilot. He's up in the chain of command very, very far when he was in his career. So people really took me just straight out of the gate. I personally loved how you mentioned the importance of having support you supporting your husband, you getting support for your business. I see that that's a very key theme. And then even allowing the people that are on your social media page to support you and figuring out what messaging strategies work best. So that's really important when you're starting a new business. You don't want to start something and then it end up not being what you want it to be. And a good way to do that is to make sure you surround yourself with good support. So kudos to you. Exactly. Thank you. (laughs) So now that you're on Instagram and you're creating content, you talked about how it took you about four weeks to really get clear and you're still constantly refining it. But with where you're at now, how are you using Instagram to market and sell your services to pilots? Yes. So I'm following Libby's method. You know, I'm, I'm in stories every single day. Even if I don't have makeup on, everyone knows what I look like I just show up, you know, I'm like, Hey, day four in my PJs, I'm at home again. And they kind of laugh at me, but I, you know, I make fun of myself. I don't care. So I'm doing the stories and then any questions that I get from them, I also post those back so that other people can see the other pilots can see what we're talking about. And then I I have actually started posting seven days a week. Libby says five days, but I've actually started seven days and I'm finding that my content Uh, And my traffic is increasing more on the weekends. So I'm going to continue that. Wow. That's a nice little info nugget. Because yeah, yeah, the weekends are that territory. You're like, do I want to cross over in that territory? Do I want to stick with five? Five feels good. But you, you recognize that, hey, why not get uncomfortable? Why not go to those uncharted territories and see what it brings? And it turns out that it's actually to your advantage because you're getting more leads. So I'm going to take a page out of your book and add a couple extra days. Take it. <laughs> so now that you're creating content, especially for seven days, you obviously have a strategy and or process. Can you share with the listeners what's your process for creating Instagram content? Some people might be thinking, I don't even post once. So how is, how is she doing seven? Yeah, absolutely. In the beginning in April, when you look back at my page, I was like posting random things. I wasn't taking pictures of food, but I was definitely trying to speak to my client, but I didn't really know what to speak about. So now that I have the model of the, you know, the income or the outcome and the message and all of that, I'm looking at what traffic I'm getting per week. I am still not getting website clicks, which I really don't care because I'm still getting clients. And a lot of the pilots want to kind of try me on for size initially. So they will message me or email me, which is very unusual, but Hey, at least they're talking to me. Right. So I'll, I'll go back and look at my content and then I will revise it. But more than anything, my weekly calls with my current clients, I use those items for my content because those are questions that probably everyone else has. For instance, I was talking to someone the other day and they said, 
you talk a lot about fiber. I don't know what fiber is. And I'm like, boom, there's a whole week of content. So I built out a whole week and I'm going to try it on this week. So yeah, I'm just recreating things and, you know, answering messages and speaking right to my people. I love that you're using calls and consults as content. Wow, that's a lot of C's. Look at that alliteration. (laughs) (laughs) You're using calls and consults with clients to get content. Wow, that's a mouthful. But I don't think people think about that. You don't think about those conversations as content. You think of it as a one-off. So if you're struggling to even post one time, or get to three or four or five or six or seven, you can look at what you're talking about, not only in your conversations, but the questions people are DMing you or the questions they're emailing you in your case, and just turn it into content. Yes. Boom. Amazing. So now that you have gotten into the rhythm of doing this, what would you say at initially, because now that you've gotten in a role, it's not always perfect to start. So can you share what was your biggest struggle getting clients off of Instagram originally and how you turned that around? Absolutely. The first thing that was the scariest about signing up on Instagram and considering that I was going to get clients off of there is my husband's 61 years old. He doesn't even know how to use a computer. And he sat on the couch and he said, this is never going to work for you. You need to figure something else out. When someone gives me a challenge, I step up to the plate and I was like, I am going to show you. So it's been really fun just like getting it done. You know, I'm speechless, honestly, I, I truly am. My followers on Instagram right now are in a different age range of like 23 to 44, where I expected that I would be getting 40 to 60, but I'm constantly tweaking. I'm like, whatever I'm sent, that's what I'm working with. And it's just working out well. It's progress. I think that's the biggest message takeaway is that if you have something dialed in, be willing to change. Be I, I kind of call myself a cliff jumper too. Like if you see something out there and it's coming to you, you've got to go dive into it. So, hey, if it's 23 and 44 year olds and they want to work with me, I'm taking them. Your story on so many levels is so relatable because how many times, and I know the listeners can't answer this, have you had a naysayer or someone who says you don't, they don't think it's possible for you to do X, Y, Z. Not only is this person a naysayer, they live in your own house. So what I find so inspiring about what you just said is that with the right mindset and this cliff jumper mentality, you really can defy these expectations or lack thereof of whatever goals you have and whatever plans you're looking to make when it comes to these businesses that oftentimes people write off as not possible or maybe not worth your time. So I've got my jazz snaps over here for you taking that risk and being an inspiration for the listeners because a lot of people are super dialed in, like you said, and don't want to change. But now, I hope now every time you look at something far away, you listen to this podcast and you remember what Jill said, you have to jump after it, even if it's something that you wouldn't have jumped after initially. So thank you for that. Exactly. And I mean, always remember, like, I'm, I'm 52 years old now. I just started a business. Holy cow. What am I thinking? But I'm going with it. And pilots got furloughed last week. Yay. I mean, I'm like, no, it's not yay. It's horrible. But they're still signing up. They're still paying me. Amazing. Oh my God. You're 52 going on 32. You look great. (laughs) 22. Yeah. You're very glowing skin. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you are such an inspiration. Thank you for that. I'm going to definitely be replaying this episode quite a bit. And now that you are getting all these leads and the calls are still rolling in, furloughs aside, with respect to your offer, what would you say has been the biggest challenge, obviously presenting that offer, and what has been surprisingly easier than expected for you? Oh, the price. So, you know, my prices before Libby um, were $100. And of course, everyone was signing up with me because, you know, pilots get paid a whole lot more than $100 an hour. So I was a little overwhelmed and I was not getting the quality clients that I wanted to get. So now that I've raised my prices, folks are still signing up with me. And what I've learned is I'm probably going to need to raise my prices again because everyone that comes to a discovery call wants to work with me. So value, you know, it's value. I, I did not have any idea what my services were of value to my pilots. So I understand that. And I've been taught that now. Oh, I love that so much because value is something that most people shun away from. They shun away from putting the correct pricing out there and they forget that that price is also your value. So if you think about it from that perspective, how much are you worth, your time worth, all those years in education worth, career changing, that's even more money for education. How much mm-hmm. is that worth, right? Yeah. So that's really helpful for people out there who are unsure. Just remember you're worth it. You're valuable. And in respect to how much you've made so far, can you share with us how much you've made and what's your next goal? Yes. So in five weeks, I have made 1250 Goals are really hard for me because I'm older and I've, I've had so many great goals and I've achieved all those goals in the past. So this is a very heartfelt goal for me is that I want to make enough money to pay my brother's house off. My brother, you know, it's probably about 190000 like that. That's my goal is I want to support my family. I want to make things easier for my family. So it's not monthly. It's not annually. It's just, I want to reach that. Awesome. I'm all about that. Just having that big goal. And then obviously the way you're kind of tackling it is taking it week by week, month Mm -hmm. by month, and just showing up to those calls and getting those clients on board. And would you say that your sales process now has changed, especially now that you have that goal in mind? So can you share with us when you first started what it was like trying to sell people, especially since you know you're looking to pay off your brother's house? So can you walk us through that? Yes. So my sales process before was basically when my husband was working and he would send me referrals. So they already you know, knew me, liked me, trusted me, loved my husband. So that, of course they were signing up with me, but these folks now that I'm getting from Instagram, they might know, like, and trust me, but they don't really know me personally. So my sales process really has to be a hard sell. For instance, I had someone the other day and I quoted my price and the individual said, I'm going to have to think about that for a minute. And I said, well, how much does your FAA medical certificate and your job mean to you? And that's what Libby has taught me is like dig deep and hard. And so, you know, I, I went through the sales module in her class and I wrote a little script and I posted up in front of my computer as I'm talking to someone. And I just, I hit their pain points hard. It's very uncomfortable, but it's kind of also a thrill because once you do it, you can see the like, Oh, they're freaking out on their face. And I'm like, yes, got them. <laughs> You're a joy to talk to. Seriously. <laughs> 
because what most people don't realize when it comes to sales, these mm -hmm. calls are really awkward. There's just no getting around it. So the only way you're going to get better is just to do them and have a script. And as she said, if anything, you know that they're on that call for a reason. They didn't just be like, I'm just going to spend 30 minutes talking with someone for no reason. They have a pain and you're digging into it mm -hmm. with a fork, a knife and a spoon. You're like, <laughs> that's incredible. But it's helping because it's helping you reach that big financial goal that you've set up for your family. So that's what matters. And you're going to do what it takes in a way that obviously is helpful. They need your service at the end of the day, but so you can reach financial freedom, which is important. Exactly. So is there anything around money that you'd say that you had a hang up about? Cause I know we talked about pricing earlier. Do you have like a money story or belief about money and you are a tax accountant. So I feel like you of all people probably love the numbers, but it'd be interesting to see if you had any stories to share in regards to that. Cause there's a lot of people out there that are afraid of money, afraid of talking about money, the whole nine yards. Yeah. My money story is really complicated. I grew up as a very poor child. I did not have much to, you know, I worked three jobs when I was 18 years old. I put myself through college. It took me 11 years when I finally became a tax accountant, I was making great money, but boy, was I miserable. And then of course I married an airline pilot that had a ton of money. So money, money has no value to me at all. My true passion is people and basically saving people's lives. So while it's great that people are paying me, it's really about, you know, you could check the newspapers. You're never going to hear of a pilot that has a heart attack on an airplane, but by me doing the work with blood pressure or retina detachment, which is caused by blood pressure, I'm saving people's lives and I'm saving careers. You know, think about my husband. He, he didn't get to retire this year. He went straight from walking in the door to going blind to being on disability. So it's those types of stories. I want to make impacts. That is what is important to me. Um, as far as the money situation for everyone else, like you have to think about that too. Like, why did you become a dietitian? Did you become a dietitian because of the money? Probably not because let's just say it, mm, it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> and now, you know, at least with Libby, it is, it can be good. You can, you can make a difference with your money, whether it's for your family or someone else's family, but more than anything, we're truly out there saving people's lives. That's what it's about. So beautiful, beautiful, powerful words, because not only are you saving people and you're using your talents just by that, by that very direction of your energy, you're going to attract money and you're going to reach your financial goals. But going from a place of service is such a great place to come from because yeah. from that place, you can never go wrong. It is. It feels so good at the end of the night too. Oh, I know. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So you talked about being 52 going on 22 <laughs> and your husband not even knowing how to use a computer. Obviously, you know how to use a computer. You're on Instagram. You, you know how to use a smartphone. So you of all people might be the best person to really ask this question to. What was it like getting on Instagram, a platform that you even recognize is attracting these people 22 to 44? That's way younger than what you thought but you're on here showing your face. So can you share with us how did that feel and like how that has evolved for you? Oh yeah, that, 
I think that was my scariest part because I had never been on Instagram. I had a personal account of my own, but it was very random. And I was constantly asking my 26 year old stepdaughter, how do I use this? And she, you know, she was kind of like talk to the hand. So finally what I did was I started using resources, you know, YouTube, Instagram experts, whoever I could find the Facebook group. I'm constantly asking the other dietitian bosses, like, can you teach me how to do this? I don't know how to do this. So, you know, like maybe I'm the old grandma in the group, but I don't care. I need to learn how to do this stuff. So I've just basically self-taught, self-taught. And yeah, some days are hilarious. There's imperfections and silly looking videos. Just like, I can't believe I put that out there. But honestly, I really don't care because it's probably entertaining for people. So yeah, if you struggle with Instagram, like just go for it. People are going to at least be entertained and get a good laugh. And in the climate that we're in, we all really need more laughs, truly. Yeah, you are so on point. And I think for anyone that's afraid, you have to remember, you know, you can't take yourself too seriously. I love that you recognize, you know what, it's, yeah, I can't believe I posted, but someone's going to find it funny and then laughter's good and you're, you have such a good mindset around it. And if you go from it from that perspective with your mindset, you really can do anything and you don't have to worry about fear. Like if it's not funny, if it doesn't work, who cares? Just go for it. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be around forever. Like stories disappear in 24 hours. I'm like, so what if I was in my PJs? <laughs> <laughs> so I so, so appreciate your fearless mindset and your growth mindset and just willingness to learn and develop as an online entrepreneur. So for those listeners out there that aren't as fearless, aren't willing to necessarily cliff jump and do all that fun stuff we talked about earlier, what is some advice you would give someone starting out? Oh, I think about this every day because I'm like, you know, the first thing is, is I went to, I went to dietitian school when I was 48 years old and I wish that I would have been 20. And I mean, it gets me teared up talking about it. So if you're thinking about something, if it's popped into your head, you just need to do it because days pass, you know, 10 years goes by pretty fast and you can't get that time back. So just go for it. You know, you've got to try it. If you fail, it doesn't really matter. You can try something else. That's kind of my motto. Mm -hmm. Those words are the words that need to be printed on a shirt. Everyone needs to get that. They come out, they're birthed in the world. Here's a shirt. Never forget this because we often forget that you're never too old. And if you have the thought, act on it. I think we come from these situations and lies where it's rational thinking Make sure you think it out. What are what's plan A, B, C, D, E, F? And sometimes that is going to paralyze you from really truly chasing your purpose. So thanks for reminding people that if it's a thought, just go, just go yeah. for it. So what's next for your business? You mentioned earlier you're going to raise prices, which is going to help you better manage your intake and, and flow of new clients. Do you have anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? Yes. So I come upon a new little nugget this week and I was thinking about student pilots. So I've had a couple student pilots from some universities reach out to me and I had never thought of that market at all. So I've started speaking engagements because think about it. If you're 20 years old and you're going to become a pilot, you've got to get that medical rating and who knows if you're healthy or not. 
what if you go through four years of school and you're really not healthy enough to pass an exam and then you're, everything's going down the drain, all your dreams. So I'm, I'm going to start from that route, education, and then probably broadening my messages. You know, when I started this, I wasn't working, well, I was working with folks with diabetes. I'm probably going to get back to some of that as well. Just try to get my message out wide because there's so many, you know, 14,000 pilots a year fail medical certificate just for blood pressure alone. And most of them are on medications. So I, my, my journey in life, I want to get them off medication. Well, you are much needed. Like you said, you're the only one doing this and you have a lot of great work ahead of you and you're going to change a lot of lives. Thank you so much for being on this podcast episode. And as a reminder, you guys, you can find Jill on Instagram at pilot.nutritionist. You can also find her on Facebook as well, pilot.nutritionist. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at libbyrothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.